Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we're going to talk today about the debt ceiling. And um, there's a, I, I've been addressing some issues here but it's a complicated subject, and so we asked an expert to come in, Robert Kudla of Trade Genius. Now, you know Bob has been an executive for two Fortune 500 companies. He now owns his own company in Trade Genius, and I, I venture to say he's probably one of the few people in the market that's making money. He has win rates of 65 66%. That's two out of three trades, people. He wins. And the return on investment is astronomical. I'll let him tell you about that. So we'll tell you more about how you can find out about what he does on Trade Genius. But get your pencil ready because we're going to be sending you later in the show to TradeLikeAGenius.com because I want you to share in the wealth. But right now, let's share in the wealth of knowledge. Bob, welcome to the show. And I love your background. Love your background. Talking to us from the Big Island in Hawaii. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, this is not um yeah, this is not a Photoshop background. Yeah, it's it's early in the morning here on the big island and uh yeah, spending a few weeks here and uh oh. um, yeah. Yeah, and when I get back from that I'm heading to Costa Rica. So for anybody who thinks that's my life, it's just it's just coincidence the way things worked out this year. So um yeah, so this is a June uh, this is a June of vacation for me for uh for the first time in a long, long time. But yeah, we come to Big Island all the time. And but I didn't want to miss the show with you. We're in the middle of the of these um, debt ceiling negotiations. And just so everybody know, the debt ceiling. This is a construct. Okay, this is an artificial uh, construct that the government puts on there so that they can pretend to the American people that they're that they're um, they're worried about our our deficits. But as you can see from the negotiations, is that they really, um, and I'm going to set politics aside for a second. I'm going to talk strictly math and economics. Is that if if the if the Republican hard right got everything they wanted, we would be in a depression in in probably uh, six months, a depression that we probably wouldn't get out of for two decades. And if the if the far left got everything they wanted, we would have the Weimar Republic in in six months that we would get out of it for decades. So so. What, what I'm really saying here is we're kind of stuck, and uh, and you know there's 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 a very there's very few glide paths to uh, to for this to come out for us to come out of this okay. So really, what they're trying to do is they're they're trying to just slowly like boil a frog kind of approach is that we're slowly going to just increase pain on the American people over 
the next 10 or 15 years. They're hoping that the demographic wave then will will protect them. Now, I'm not saying this can be successful or not, but that's the plan. And uh, and this is part of the plan with McCarthy. Got Biden to uh, and forget everything you see on Twitter and all this other stuff is that um, they they did they did stamp the curve down a little bit on the growth of the debt. Okay, uh, so it's a slightly downward uh, angle on the curve, and um, but at the same time is that they went in from a higher base. So instead of pre-COVID as the baseline, they went to post-COVID as the baseline. So we basically locked in inflation, but they think they're going to try to lock in inflation growth rate of a lower number. Now, having said all that, it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo that I just said. So what really is going to happen here is that uh, we're going to see an up curve in the inflation rate until we go into a recession. And so what we're going to probably have happen to us over the next three or four years is we're going to be we're going to be we're going to be swinging between inflation and deflation, inflation and deflation. But it's of the worst possible kind, Dave. So it's going to be inflation of all the things that you you know that you need to have, and it's going to be deflation of all the things that you want to have, but now you can't afford because of the uh, uh, you're not going to basically be able to make enough money to afford it. So in essence, we're going to get stagflation. Okay, yeah. and and um, what's going to happen with the stock market is that uh, Janet Yellen and the reason why people I'm sure your listeners are probably wondering what the heck happened in 2022 to 2023. The, you know, the Nasdaq was going straight up. Is that it's all new bull market? Well, Janet Yellen had six hundred billion dollars in her treasury account that she used to liquefy the markets. And so she, as of this week, has run out of basically that that slush fund is gone. And that's why they're here today talking about the debt deal. When that debt deal gets signed, she has to go refill that Treasury account back up. And the Treasury says they have to refill up $772 billion okay, in the April to June quarter and another $750 billion from the July to September quarter. Well, that's $1.5 trillion. I don't know if that's possible, but at any rate, they're going to have to do a lot of, of selling of the bond market. When they do that, it, tend, it tends to crash the stock market. And we have data for that. So if people go to our podcast at Trade Genius, we actually been talking about that quite a bit with charts and showing people every time that Janet Yellen has to fill her treasury account, the stock market falls. And we're, we're talking the smallest fall is 5%. The biggest fall is 20%. And these all are in weeks, not not months. In weeks, you know, you'll have these big downdrafts in the market because she sucks all the oxygen out of the room to, to get the bond market to go. And then the Federal Reserve helps her by making it unattractive to own any other asset except for bonds. So we're going to have we're going to have probably a summer to remember, Dave. It's going to be going to be a series of, of of, um, of dips, sell-offs, crashes, and and then returns. And then one more thing, and I'll take a breath like ask questions. So both Tom McClellan and um, uh, hmm. I forget the other gentleman's name are both talking about uh, 2011 and 20, uh, 2011 and 1987 were seeing parallels to both those flash crashes. 1987, ironically, was I started trading uh, putting my first money into a 401k two months before the 1987 crash. And um, 
uh, and then 2011, we had the flash crash. Both, both those uh, were preceded by um, rising T-bills, uh, the treasury, uh, the, uh, the, the dollar starting to weaken, and that the, um, the uh, markets were making these irrational moves higher. And they just don't settle back down. They, they either Eiffel Tower down or they crash. And so there's, there's data that shows that these are possibilities. I'm not saying we will get it. I'm just saying that now is not the time to be putting a lot of money in the stock market. Yeah, a lot of people are being cautious anyway. They're pulling back on everything. I mean, retail spending's in the dumper too. So people are being cautious. You're absolutely right. Uh, how are you adjusting to all this with Trade Genius? I mean, your your track record has been phenomenal, even through tough times. But how is this latest challenge going to affect you? Yeah, the, the beautiful thing about what we do, uh, the market allows you to take positions on the short side of the market. So we've been anticipating this now for the last couple of weeks, and we've been adding to uh, positions in a, in a stock called SARK, which is a uh, short of Kathy Wood's um, uh, innovation fund, which is a bunch of tech companies. Uh, this morning, we just went short the um, what they call the small the small cap stocks, Dave, through TWM, uh, and um, and then we've been uh, holding a lot of treasuries, T bills, paying five point three to five point six percent ninety day, and also TLT, which is a bond fund. So that's how we've been navigating the market. And then in these moves, when you have these big dumps like that, then there's there's short term there's short term buying opportunities where you can trade for two or three or four days. So our macro theme is bearish, and then we flip from macro bear, uh, micro bearish to micro uh, bullish. And right now we're micro bull, uh, bearish and we're macro bearish. So and this morning, uh, the uh, the Nasdaq, uh, I think, it blew off as of yesterday. And we're having a thing, it's a phenomenon called an island top, which means that the day before the market gapped higher, meaning the open was above the close. And then two days later, it gapped down where the close is below the open. That usually leaves prices hanging up there. And that's a big tell saying that um, they ran out of buyers. And in this environment where most of the action has been in what they call the zero BTE, environment which is zero days to expiration option gambling is that they, they can flip from long to short in a heartbeat and it causes great pain in the market so we're we're starting to see that pain uh envelop and then as soon as this debt deal is signed then jenny ellen's going to increase the pain so that's how we're dealing with it and so to us it's just another day at the office uh, i've just warned people from the macro standpoint if you have a bunch of money in your 401k you need to take a good, hard look at how you're positioned because these moves are pretty brutal. What do you mean by position? Are you advocating that if they can get out, they should get out? Well, everybody, look, any, everybody has to follow their own path. You know, if you're 75 years old and you're heavy in the market, that's probably something you should look at. If you're 30, you know, in the market, then, you know, you, you, know, you, you just you – just, same old, same old, right? Because then you can dollar cost average in. But from general rule is that you should be lighting up on your lightning up on how much stock you have, and uh, you should be adding to your bond position or those those shares that I just spoke to you can own in four one ks. Those are short index funds, and and that those are a good way to head yourself. Okay, now I just want to make sure, just for the clarity's sake, for the audience's benefit. 
when you talk stagflation again, um, what I'm hearing you say is that you're going to have inflationary cycles where you're not going to be able to afford to buy essentials for some people, you know, living month to month kind of deal. And then you're going to have a deflationary cycle where what wages and your investments will drop. Yeah, so if you think about it, is stagflation is that you, you have some some optimal growth or actually outright recession, right? At the same time, prices don't come down to match that. And so, um, but what does happen, Dave, is the things that you want to own, you know, the nice-to-haves, they tend to come down in price because nobody can buy them. Exactly. All their money on essentials. And the essentials have a problem because it, 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 actually they go down because it's become supply constraint. They, that's why they stay elevated in price. So um, because um, producers can't get the um, the financing because you know you're looking at five six percent you know interest rates on on trade finance or if not higher, and and so they they tend to then will only sell their best products or their highest margin products and low margin products go away. And then they tend to keep price higher because they're they have less volume, so they go after the people that can afford to pay the higher prices. So it's just an all-around bad situation, and that's why they call it the malaise. Okay, just like what happened in the '70s, you get a malaise. Yeah, well, we're we're going through a malaise in a lot of different ways right now. Um, I wanted to ask you something on on foreign policy because you know a lot about this stuff. You know, with your military background. Do you think there's any truth, and I don't want to stay here, I just want an answer from you. I'm reading and hearing that the U.S. and China are not having any meaningful discussions at all, and the Chinese are cutting off conversation. Do you know anything about that? Um, Yeah, they they refuse to do a hotline. Uh, They don't take the Secretary of Defense's call when he called in. And um, the Chinese just feel like... uh, the Americans are constantly trying to play them. So, um, you know, so that's kind of what the China-U.S. thing. The, da- the relationship is damaged. But, you know, I don't put that just on the United States. The Chinese have done quite a bit to uh, to, to damage relationships because the Chinese are always playing games, too. Yeah, that's true. But, but you notice we uh, Taiwan announced that, um, that they may fall underneath the U.S. nuclear umbrella. So... Uh, I, I think things are ratcheting up. The thing I said before about China, if you're listening to listening to me for a long time, is that China is not anybody anything to worry about unless they try to go nuclear, just like Russia. Um, China is is a, a Potemkin village, Dave. So uh, they they um, if we go into recession, they lose their export markets. China is the United States of 1929. That's all I want to say about that. And uh, with a demographic that absolutely sucks, okay, they, they are the fastest, uh, most uh, aggressively aging country in the world, and they have no zero social um, uh, social security, social insurance for their people. So um, they can't get workers, so the wages are rising. So the reason that you went to China in the first place, you're going away. And uh, they're getting more nationalistic. And um, anybody that invests in China needs to have their head examined because uh, the Chinese will just, uh, you know, appropriate their their assets for themselves. So, but yeah, so that's it. 
the relationship, look, we've damaged relationships with everybody right now. Um, but, you know. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time not really sure what the uh the general thinking is in zombie land in washington but uh you know we we destroyed a relationship with the middle east with russia with china uh we're not being constructive at all in any of those areas and so uh uh there's just a lot of a lot of chances for miscalculations is, is what I'll say. Yeah, okay, I, I hear you. You know, how likely, just to follow up on that, how likely would China be as they get into a 1929 mode, like you said, to get desperate enough to use nuclear weapons? Will they become increasingly desperate uh, to cover their failing economy, and will they strike out that way? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think China or Russia, because look, both China and Russia, there are forces that would would, would, would want a reproachment with the West. Meaning is they can make a lot more money if they if they dealt with the West versus being antagonistic towards the West. So I think those people control those nuclear codes, just like in the United States. I don't think they let Biden anywhere near the button, right? So. Um, uh, so I don't worry about that too much. You know, you, you worry more about, like, you know, what would happen if Iran got it or if Pakistan got to stay, destabilized. Those are more of a concern for me. 
Well, the U.S. is definitely showing they're concerned about Iran, and here's my assumption. I want to see if you agree with me. They are building a permanent base in northern Syria. That's very serious in my estimation. Uh, they're anticipating something from Iran, is my guess. And probably the, yeah, the base they're building is permanent. No, who's the U.S. or Iran? The U.S. The U.S. is building. Uh, yeah, 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 No, yeah, I agree. So, uh, look, Iran, um, you know, this the Shiite crescent, right? So, you know, the, the, the Shia, you know, where we inserted ourselves into an 800-year civil war, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, that doesn't end anytime soon. So, you know, you have all the way from, from basically um, to the Mediterranean Sea to, to, to Tehran is, is, is Shia, all the way down the Persian Gulf. You know, where all the oil is in Saudi Arabia, that's, that, that's eastern Saudi Arabia, that's all Shia land, okay? And um, the Sunnis control it. And so there's, um, uh, yeah, there's always potential for a flashpoint there too, Dave. Yeah, I, I, that's uh, to me that that's a real wild card. Okay, with all these things going on, particularly with the stagflation staring us down, and Janet Yellen's incompetent leadership. Um, sorry to interject the opinion, but I, I think she's a bumbling buffoon. I mean, they fire her from the Fed and they promote her to the Treasury. I mean, heck of a deal, right? Let's just hire a coach that has a losing record. Anyway, uh, what are you doing at Trade Genius? to compensate for this economic volatility we're in. Yeah, well, we won't hire Jenny Yellen. So, yeah, <laughs> well, I hope all, not. Yeah, all, all we look at, Dave, is seriously, is just, we just look at our algorithms. You know, uh, you know, we have an algorithm called, this is really cool if people want to buy it. They can buy this thing just uh, standalone called the Fed Liquidity Indicator. It tells you when it's, it's risk on or risk off. Uh, and it tells you whether or not the market is overvalued or undervalued. So remember I was telling you about that micro-macro um, bull bear? That's our Fed liquidity uh, algorithm that tells us whether we should be micro and macro bearish or is it a mixed bag. And then we have an indicator that uh, we call the heat in the Kona. Get a Kona, I'm out here. It's my favorite place in the world. Because it looks at what's called stretch. Oops. One of my indicators are firing right now. Sorry about that. Is that is that uh, Bob's making money some uh, sound there? It's Bob. You better buy this if you want to make money sound. Here. Okay. So, yeah, I'm starting to get some indication that that what you just heard was was my algorithm firing off on a couple stocks saying they're being stretched too far to the too far to the downside, and um, and so they're being stretched too far from the downside, Dave. And then we look for another indicator called the heat indicator that says not buying. If pressure is coming in, and we buy. So we don't care what it is. So we have a basket of what you call these short indexes. We have a basket of long stocks. And whatever it is that's firing by, we buy. And then we set the appropriate stops and the appropriate um, limits, you know, you know, profit targets, and we take our trades and uh, and and then get out. And so, uh, so I like macro. You like macro because it's fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if I had no access to news, I, I could make a lot of money just trading my signals without knowing why. Things, and that's the depth in trading stocks. Is sometimes if you know why too much, you, you can talk yourself out of trades that are obvious, okay? Because the market is designed to fool you. So we just watch what the traders are doing and not what they're telling us they're doing. 
and you're gonna make a lot of money. And that's why we built it in the first place. You know, I was tired of being whipped around by the news on the uh, on the television and these what do you call fake out breakouts or fake out breakdowns. And uh, and we just said, look, there's a better way. So we created these algorithms. We liked them so much. People liked them. We we started selling them. And and then um, we do it for stocks. Today we do it for crypto. Uh, you can trade options or futures with us. And if you just let me plug for real quick, just go to tradelikeatingus.com. You can buy these indicators standalone. You can use Memorial the promo code gets 50% off. It's a killer deal. Or you can just go ahead and buy one of our bundles. They're 65% off pre-discounted, and you get access to our trading rooms and access to our trading signals and uh, and then access to our chat rooms. You know what, so I, what I like that you do for people is that you not just teach them how to use the algorithm to make money because it sounds like the algorithm is going to work in stagflation the same as it works any other time in our economic history but what i like that you do though is there's training but also i'm hearing there's support after people are in have been trained yeah i mean look i have chat rooms running um 24 7 so if, if somebody pings me with a question they just they just at me i see the notification and i pop over to the room and answer their questions and uh and there's other people that trade in those rooms so they can um you know they can help with their fellow traders and and then we have a room called the vip room where people can talk to each other like you and i are talking to each other right now and uh they um uh, and then you get really in-depth knowledge and that that to me that's the biggest bargain the vip room is what you pay you know you get two hours of training you get access to it all day long so you're basically getting access to hundreds of hours worth of training. It's, we have traders in there that are have net worth that, are, that would dwarf mine, okay? So there's not a bunch of newbies in here. And and, um, and so there's a lot of knowledge in these rooms, a lot of former CEOs and business owners, and and you, you can really learn a lot and, uh, and get some really good insight from people who have uh, been in the trenches like myself for a long time. And those, all those prices are good to June 6th, Dave. Okay, um, quick question here with regard to your clientele. You just mentioned CEOs, uh, but I've read some of your attaboys, and they seem to be from people that are just people average off the street wanting to make money in a different way that's more reliable. Is that, is that, is that an accurate depiction that you're across a broad spectrum of the population? Yeah, you know, um, I would say probably, you know, 60% of our people are very new to trading. Um, but 80% of the people still work, okay, so it's not a full-time vocation for them. And then the rest of the people have various levels of, of experience. But I don't care how good you are, I, I'm i learning every day. So it's always good to, you know, you, you heard the phrase, iron sharp, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Meaning that, you know, you you get, you know, you think you know everything, then you're that's when you're screwed. So you're always learning, and the market's always changing, Right. What drives the market this year may not drive the market next year. So right now, the market is being driven by the Fed liquidity in the Treasury, but other times it's driven by other animal spirits. Okay, so um, it's always good to, to get insight to, as to why things are doing what they're doing. But human nature is human nature, Dave. And so these, these algorithms that we built are looking at human nature, looking at momentum, they're looking at trends, they're looking at... Um, um, deviations from standard, uh, all those things are are um, are truisms. They're, you know, it, work, it would work 150 years ago, 
and it'll work 150 years from now. And so, are, are your uh, algorithm are your algorithms pushed by AI? Uh, they're not pushed by AI, but we um, uh, AI is kind of a weird thing. So we have machine learning. There's no such thing as artificial intelligence. I hate that. Um, I, I hate that's a moniker. Uh, there's no such thing as artificial intelligence. That assumes that the thing is thinking on its own. Uh, it's based on a code base, right? So um, it's called machine learning. So our systems are machine learning. You know, they learn from from uh, from their mistakes. Okay, and then we optimize the code. Okay, and that's what, that's how we do it. But you get to a point where it's called good enough, Dave. Okay, so we we've, we've optimized to good enough. Because sometimes you get a too final point on these things, and it just becomes counterproductive. So sounds um, like the old good to fit line that we use in statistics. Well, you know what it is. What's the enemy of perfection, right? Yeah. So good enough. You know, perfection is the enemy of good enough. And and so we're and in, in trading, you know, well, we can optimize our our signal for ninety percent success rate, Dave. But we may never take a trade. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, I get so, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Just for the audience benefit, might be first time uh, viewing our conversation here. Knowing, see, if I were to, I've actually contemplated this, Bob. I got to tell you this real quick. I've actually thought about doing a weekly show, and actually, I'm discussing this with one of my partners to interview people who are successful in business and coaching and other endeavors. What makes them successful? And you'd be one of my first guests because I don't care what the economy's doing. At Trade Genius, you're always making money, and, and there's something you do. So tell the people what your win rate is and what your rate of return typically would be. I know you don't call rate of return. That's my my term. But well, how, how do those numbers sit today? Well, here, let me look it up. Give me one second. Yeah, and I'll tell you, the birds are singing your praises in the background. Yeah, that's always happened. I was telling uh, the guys in the other room this morning, I did this two years ago from Michaeloa, and as soon as it gets nicer, the birds are talking. So as of as of five thirty one six oh five a.m. this morning, uh, the winnage percentage trade is sixty six point two four percent. Wow, that's out of that's out of uh, nearly a thousand trades. Okay, the annualized gains are at eighty five point four seven percent. So what that means? Um, yeah, the average net gain per trade is point eight two percent. That to give people perspective. Uh, that's down from 1.04%, okay? And um, people are like, oh, wow, what happened? You know, what's happening is the market's not trending anymore. So you, you, you're getting smaller gains. Our win rate, is, ironically, has gone up from 64% to 66%, but our average net gain of trade has gone from like 1.04% to 0.82%. That's just because you have to take smaller wins in, in this environment. So is that also a sign of a contracting economy? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the winners are winning less, and you have to get out of them faster. And the losers aren't quite yet ready for prime time, so you're not getting these big gains. And that's what so, your algorithms tell you, isn't it? Yeah, and this, so that's why I said it's really an interesting thing, you know. So we've dialed the algorithm. We like to win two out of three times, and you know, um, my my desire would would. Um, you know, if, you, if you're winning 0.82%, you're in the trade average of three days. So you're winning a 1.5% per week. Okay, so if you're 100% invested, that's just, you know, that's that's where you get the 
um, what, you, what you call return on investment. But typically, you're you're probably fifty percent, five zero percent invested because you know when you're trading in and out of a stock, you're not automatically just changing with something else, right? And depending on what trade you bought, size makes a difference too. So, so you know the market's gone nowhere, but we're plus. So we have what they call we achieve alpha to what's happening in the marketplace. So alpha means we're exceeding, as you know, as a statistics guy, we're we're we're, we're beating the mean of the uh, of of, uh, of the average the average. Uh, index out there that that's being reported and the indexes are doing better than the average stocks it's kind of a weird thing because of the way the they're calculated so yeah so we just we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep putting people in more winners than losers and so we know the system works and the other thing that we do if we don't see trade we don't take trades okay cash is an option too so you know so we're not out there saying you got to be 100 percent fully invested Sometimes don't trade at all. The market's too weird, you know. So we, you know, our goal is you, you make money when it's time to make money, and you you you, you take on less risk when it's difficult. But this is the most difficult time because the market's not falling, but it's not going up. Uh, when it falls, you make a lot of money being in those short indexes. When it's rising, you make a lot of money being long the market. And so that's how we do it, Dave. It's, uh, What's better for your business? Is it the inflation or the deflation? Well, um, I'd rather deal with inflation than deflation. Yeah, I would agree. And it's more of a constant we understand. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Okay, tell people again um, the deal that you're offering. So they say, I want to know more about Trade Genius. Yeah, TradeLegatGenius.com. You can get um, one of our seven bundles, uh, 60% off, pre-discounted. Or you can... Um, uh, pick anything in the store. Just you promote a uh, promo code Memorial Day to June six, and uh, I believe okay. it's five zero percent off gross to net. And I mean, you're talking getting things really, really inexpensive. So um, you know, give it a shot. If you, I think you'll like it. And if you, at any rate, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot about trading. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. And, well, they, and, they uh, might be able to vacation with you on the Big Island too. Um, <laughs> I just hey, you know, I um, I I went I went back east and met some customers, and uh, um, I'll be meeting somebody here um, later next week. So, uh, um, yeah, I like to run into my customers when I can. That's very cool. Well, Bob, I want to thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. You heard Bob say this deal is good until Saturday. I'd encourage you to look into it because uh, as long as I've talked to Bob for years. It doesn't matter what the economy is doing. Trade Genius is making money. It's fantastic. And thanks for the insight into the economy. Very helpful. Look forward to talking to you again, Bob. Have a good vacation. All right. Thanks, Dave. You too. Thanks. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.